to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about encouragement. Every day in this broken world, we have dozens of reasons to be discouraged, depressed, and anxious. And yet the Bible intersects these challenges with the hope of Jesus Christ and biblical truth that can help us in our struggle. Well, I'm very thankful today to have in the studio with me my good friend, Brian Gaines. Brian is the pastor for family discipleship at Grace Community Church in Glen Rose, Texas, right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's also a regular contributor and teacher at our training events here in the DFW area. And he's here today to help us to think about the topic of encouragement. So, Brian, welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's good to be here again. Well, let's start with maybe a very basic question, but it can get us going here. Uh, What is the connection between biblical counseling and encouragement? You know, we live in a a world uh, often characterized by suffering and sin, and certainly encouragement uh, needs to be a regular part of our ministries, our lives. You know, I can go back to even when I was a child, and you've probably heard this, but sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I used that phrase, I don't know how many times as a kid, and never once was it actually true. (laughs) Words certainly uh, do hurt. Um, And so we have the opportunity in our relationships, um, whether with our spouse, whether with our children, in the context of the church workplaces, to use words in such a way that would edify, build others up, and bring glory to God. Uh, You know, just kind of thinking about this topic of encouragement. I go back to even my first years in ministry at Grace Community Church, and one of the elders there made it his uh, purpose to encourage me. And so he would pick me up pretty much uh, every week for lunch and uh, would encourage me in a sense by buying lunch because I didn't have the budget for that at the time. And so that was even a form of encouragement. But would take me out for lunch and and each week, um, he had the opportunity to criticize for sure. I was ambitious, young in the ministry, zealous, and could have criticized, but used the opportunity to give uh, constructive encouragement by asking questions, by encouraging me in Scripture memory, what I was reading, interacting um, with how ministry was going. And as I look back at that, that time of encouragement with him over a period of a couple of years um, was significant in my Christian growth and has also helped prepare me now for biblical counseling in a formal sense. So you had a good uh, example to follow there, someone who encouraged you, but that also taught you as a model to be able to encourage others as well. Yes, absolutely. So what is encouragement from a biblical standpoint? How will we define that from the Bible? Well, I think we start with God himself. Um, Romans 15:5 talks about God being a God of encouragement. And so certainly in God, who he is, um, we have ultimately all the encouragement that we could ever need. As we consider our union in Christ, who we are in Christ, all that we have in Christ, uh, that ultimately is the encouragement that we need. And yet God has also been so gracious as to give us one another in the body of Christ to encourage uh, one another. And so as we we consider encouragement from a biblical understanding, um, looking at that word, it literally means to come alongside. And it's a similar word that's used uh, in reference to the Holy Spirit, who comes alongside us, um, who 
um, empowers us uh, to grow and change, who helps us understand God's word and helps us to be a part of the body of Christ. And so we encourage, um, even as we find encouragement in in the Holy Spirit. And so encouragement is is one component of counseling or discipleship uh, in which we seek to speak the truths of God, uh, his word, into the life of one another as we even seek to live out those truths together. Well, that's a very helpful definition. Um, why should believers care in, about encouraging other people? Why should they regularly encourage others on a, on a regular basis? Uh, well, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. A uh, primary reason, one, is that God calls us to that. Um, and so there are several passages in scriptures where there is literally the command, the calling to encourage one another. And so a key text there is First Thessalonians 5.11, um, where the Apostle Paul says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And so there's this calling, this, this mandate. It's, it's a, uh, in the in the Greek, it's a plural active present imperative, which means it's something that we are to continually be doing with God's people um, as we go through life together. And so, I guess that you know raises the question: Why would God call us, command us, mandate us to encourage one another? Uh, you know, just just look at this world in which we live. You know, if you watch the news this morning or uh, you know talk to a friend, there's there's struggles with suffering with with sin that uh, we're constantly having to deal with as we as we consider that in the scriptures. Um, you know, a sobering verse is Job 14.1 says, Man who is born of woman is few of days and full of trouble. Hmm. And full of trouble. And so why is this life characterized oftentimes by trouble and even a fullness of trouble? Uh, it's, it's the world we live in, First John 5, 19, uh, that the whole world is under the, the power of the evil one. Obviously, that's under God's sovereignty. All things are God's servants. Um, but certainly the evil one seeks to, to undo us, to discourage us, to distract us, to destroy us. And, uh, you know, that comes back down to the heart issue then. We need encouragement because we are prone to forget the promises of God. We are prone to forget uh, who we are in Christ. And so we have the opportunity, the calling to encourage one another with the great truths and promises um, that we find in God's word. Along those lines, what are some motives that the Bible gives for encouraging others? Well, I think the primary motive, we'll go back to that uh, verse there in First Thessalonians 5, 9. So let me back up a little bit. It says, uh, verse 9, First Thessalonians 5, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, um, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And so that word, therefore, encourage, Therefore, brings us back to the text before that. What is our motive? What is the impetus um, for us to encourage one another? It's for the encouragement that we ourselves have found in Christ that, verse 9, um, the wrath of God is no longer upon us. But Christ himself has taken 
um, the wrath that we deserve at the cross. He became the propitiation, the substitute, uh, paid the penalty for our sins, sacrificially laid down his life that we might obtain salvation. And so as we consider that, that encouragement, the love of God for us in Christ, then compels us to encourage others with encouragement we then find uh, through our relationship with him. And so ultimately, I guess the uh, the motive of encouragement um, is that in the gospel we have all the encouragement we ever need, and we want to point others um, to the encouragement that is found in Christ in the gospel as well. Well, there are several examples of encouragement in our Bibles. So what are some of those examples that might help us to see what this looks like in actual life? Hmm. Yeah, certainly lots of examples in the scriptures. If you think with uh, Jesus, with his disciples um, in John 16, uh, he said, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so Christ himself, knowing um, that if they persecute me, so also will they persecute you, um, encouraged his disciples, you will face lots of opposition, you will face tribulations, you will experience affliction, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in Christ, we have all that we need in all things. And so Christ himself uh, spoke those words of encouragement, was an encouragement in how he faithfully brought glory to the God, uh, the Father in all things. Also, the Apostle Paul, in this very verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. And in this phrase, just as you are doing. And so he encouraged them and how they were already encouraging one another. And so Paul, uh, throughout the letters that he wrote there in the New Testament, um, lots of examples of him encouraging individuals, encouraging churches, um, that God is faithful. I see the grace of God at work in you. Be Encouraged, and as we think through um, the scriptures, there again, there's lots of examples. The Psalms, a place of regular encouragement. So much affliction, pretty much every life circumstance, um, the emotions that we experience in that. Um, you go to the Psalms, and there's great hardship, but then the psalmist will lift his eyes to the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. Where does my help come from? Um, and there's great encouragement in the midst of whatever it is, knowing that God is with us, God is for us, being reminded of who God is. And so the Psalms are, are just uh, full of encouragement. You know, another, one of my favorite books in the Bible, um, all 66 are favorites, but one of the favorite of the favorites is Ephesians. You know, if you were to summarize the book of Ephesians in one word, uh, it would be probably the word encouragement. Because Paul starts out in the first three chapters just uh, encouraging them with their identity in Christ. This is who you once were, dead in your trespasses and sins, but God, being rich in mercy, made you alive together in Christ Jesus. He has chose you for the foundation of the world. He has adopted you to be his son. In him you have all things, and he will do far more than all you could ask or imagine. Um, and then just practically encourages them to live in light of the gospel. And so a wonderful book on encouragement. So if we're going to grow in our ability to encourage one another, we need to probably make some changes or some strengthening of things we're already do we're already doing. Uh, so what are some practical steps we can take to grow in our ability to encourage others? Hmm. Yeah. And so whether it's counseling room, whether it's with your spouse, your children, somebody who's struggling, somebody who's discouraged, uh, I think there's a variety of, of things we can encourage them with. Uh, one would be the promises of God. 
Um, just taking them to God's word. What are the promises that God has given his children? You know, a favorite that we use in biblical counseling, Romans 8, 28, 29, all things work together for the good, for those who, who love God, who've been called um, according to his purpose. And that purpose is that God will use all things as his servants to make us more like Christ. And so we can encourage them that God is not distant from this. He is involved in this, and he will use this in your life to make you more like Christ. And so just the scriptures, again, are full of the promises of God. We can encourage them with the promises of God. I think another one, and and you can use stories, you can use particular passages and promises, uh, but the presence of God. You know, as you go back to the Old Testament, there are numerous stories of the presence of God, you know, with Moses, with Abraham, uh, with David, who wrote Psalm 23. Uh, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, um, you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so God in Christ is with us and his very presence uh, is a great encouragement to us. Um, The power of God at work within us is another way to encourage others. Philippians 1, 6, uh, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Um, he continues to do his good work within us, and in him, through his strength, we can do all things. And so just knowing that his power has been made very real to us in Christ by the Spirit, uh, according to the word, and uh, we can encourage each other that the power of God is at work within us. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, we were doing a marriage conference and um, dealing with suffering and trials in the context of marriage. And Paul Tripp made this statement that was so good. He said, God will not protect us from that which he will perfect us through. And if you stop and think about that for a moment, he will not protect us from what he will perfect us through. God is a God who is sovereign in all things. He is in control of all things. His providence is is perfect and it is beautiful. And so you consider the life of Joseph. You know, God did not protect him from uh, what he would perfect him through and also would bring about great good, the saving of many lives. And God is a God who is sovereign over all things. And so we can be encouraged that even though we may not be able to make sense of particular struggles or sufferings at any given point, God is sovereign over those things, and we can entrust him and entrust him in those things. Um, you know, another just very practical thing that we can encourage others with is if we see something, um, say something. And what I mean by that is if we see something Christ-like in somebody else, encourage them in that. You know, I have, I've noticed the grace of God at work in you, perhaps with your children, is, is you obeyed in, in a joyful, timely manner. And uh, that's honoring to the Lord. It's pleasing to the Lord um, that, you, that you have done that. And so just looking around and looking for opportunities to encourage other people. And it may be in the context of, of a, a church service. Any given Sunday, as God's people gather, there are always those who are discouraged. There are always those who are struggling. And so as we come to church, uh, we come with a perspective of not what just can I get out of it today from God's word. How will God speak to me today through his word, point me again to Christ? Uh, but also, who is it that is gathered here today that could use some encouragement? Whether it's just a simple expression of thank you for how they're serving, whether it's praying with them, whether it's um, just encouraging them with a passage, but lots of ways that we can tangibly uh, encourage one another. Well, there may be someone listening to this right now, and they are struggling with discouragement right now, and we don't obviously know the particulars of that, but they need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you speak to that person listening today from the scriptures just to encourage them in their trouble that they're experiencing today? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think, you know, obviously in counseling, the first thing we do is, is we ask questions, try to understand more of where they're at. And then from that particular struggle, uh, take them again to who God is, um, who they are in Christ, how God's word relates to whatever that particular struggle is. And I think one of the greatest things we can do to encourage them is to pray the promises of God with them. Instead of pray with them, you know, what did Paul do in Philippians 1 and Colossians 1 and Ephesians? Um, he, he thanked God for them and he prayed for them that they may abound more and more in love and have discernment and, and all of those things that should characterize God's people. And I think that's one of the greatest ways we can encourage other people is to take them before the one who can truly help. And that is God the Father, who through Jesus Christ is our great high priest, um, who is with them, who has the power um, to deliver them from any temptation, and uh, just praying with them. And I think another aspect that's very, very important, uh, there may be some who are going to have chronic illness for the rest of their life. There's going to be some who have difficult families here on this earth for the rest of their lives. And to remind them that it is all not, it is not all about the here and now, but ultimately uh, that eternal perspective. Um, to continue to point them towards the life that is to come and that their encouragement shouldn't uh, be found just in circumstances in this life because oftentimes the circumstances in life aren't encouraging, but to be reminded of who is at work through those circumstances and that ultimately this will culminate um, in the, the coming of Christ and uh, the glory that is to be revealed to us. These, these light and momentary afflictions, Romans says, are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed. And so, you know, I think one of those passages that is helpful in encouraging people, especially who are struggling with, with long-term issues, uh, Hebrews um, 10, 24, and 25. Uh, let us consider how to encourage one another or stir up one another towards love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. And part of that meeting together is that we may encourage one another, encouraging one another um, and all the more as the day draws near. And so we look forward to that day, the day when Christ returns, where we shall see him as he is, where this struggle with suffering and sin will be done, and there will be nothing but the fullness of joy for all of eternity, to encourage them with eternal perspective and be found faithful now. And whatever it is, uh, look to the Lord, trust in him, and uh, rely upon him. Thank you for listening to Counsel the Word. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian Gaines and the ministry of Grace Community Church in Glen Rose, Texas, you can visit them at their website at gccministries.org. And for more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at our website at thecbcd.org.